Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. No. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Hello, the sun is shining. And I finally ordered some sun cream last night. The weather is sweet, as Raj wrote in my script. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of thank you next with two podcast queens two podcast queens who are going to be joined by a king in just a bit so if you don't know and you're new around here i'm raj and i am hardeep and around these ends we like to say thank you for the l's that we've taken because you know we've all taken a couple of l's in life we reflect on them we talk it out figure out what they taught us and we send them off with a thank you next And when we're talking about the L's we take in relationships, we are talking about all of the different L's in some of the relationships in our lives. Like when I was in year six and I dated someone and then they went out with my mate or um, the time my housemate started playing drum and bass at 3 a.m. You know, we're talking about all those kind of situations, how we've managed them and what we've learned right here. Right here. So we mentioned earlier that someone else is joining us on this episode. So we're just going to give you a little tease, yeah? He's a singer, a rapper and producer. He supported Ed Sheeran on tour. He's been featured in Hypebeast's new gen artists. And you know what? His music is a vibe, yeah? It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's, it's a, a vibe, vibe. Yeah? But it's not like that song, Hardy. What is that song? No! You know that song that I just, I was like, what is this song? It's a vibe. My pussy's dripping down my thighs. What's that it's song? It's a vibe. It's, it's just like, it's a vibe. Yeah, just it's just a song that goes, it's a vibe. No, it's not like that. It's it's kind of like an Andre 3000 vibe. It's a real vibe. It's a real yeah, yeah. He's a vibe. vibe. So the man we're talking about is Piers James. He's a Scorpio. Does that mean anything to you, Raj? Well, Scorpio is my opposite sign. So all of my... Technically, I should be dating a Scorpio, right? But I've never wanted to date a Scorpio. It's just because... Why? I don't know. I've always... I've never... So in high school, my best mutually, non-sexually male friend was a Scorpio. And that's someone I've known since I was four, right? And then my other really good friend in my life now, Pav, who you've met, is a Scorpio. And she always jokes. She's always like, Raj, if you were just... If I was a guy and, you you know, you were a woman while I am a woman, then we could have just got married and did the thing together but yeah like we're basically compatible we're highly compatible signs hmm interesting and we want to hear from you what do you want to say thank you next to email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com tell us about the relationship else you've taken are you taking any right now i mean the world has opened up a little bit so 
I mean, have you met anyone in the last week? Let us know. You said to me, didn't you, the other day that you were out on the street and you saw two people snogging on the street. Oh, yeah. I saw two people like proper getting it on. But by the way, yeah, if you've taken any hours, please, if you can relate to, let us know, you know, and uh, socials at FankyNextPod. Hey, that's where we're at. Or if you've even gone on any dates or anything during the pandemic, just let us know how, how, what are you doing? What are the dates like? Like, are you guys wearing masks? Are you kissing through the mask? Kiss it, Is it like, kiss me through the mask. Kiss me through the mask. See you when I get home. Let me see your ass. Yep, there you go. There you fucking go. Oh my. Baby, you know that miss I you. Yeah. I want to get with you. But you're not in my bubble, so I'll wait till I get vaccinated. Kiss me through the mask. If... Let me squeeze your ass. Let me squeeze your ass. Okay. Yeah. Because squeezing your ass is a... It might be the pandemic kiss. Mm. Squeezing people's asses, just be like... And you just make a kiss noise, you can just go... See if it feels the same. Mm. I don't think it will, mate. Thank you. All right, so we're going to chat about shit that went down this week. Me and Raj met each other this week for the second time in history. And I wore a bra for the whole day. Can I just say, when I took that bra off at the end of the day, there were marks oh, yeah. around my boobs. It was just not nice. Am I the only person that doesn't fit into my bras anymore? Because I'm just like, I'm done out here, mate. I actually had that issue yesterday. It was really annoying. Uh, but yeah, Raj took me on a tour of the area. I met her parents. I was very nervous about meeting my parents. Let's talk about that. Why were you nervous about meeting my parents? Well, it's just the same with anyone, isn't it? It's like once your parents get an idea of who you are, then they decide that's who you are, even though. So how was it for you? Yeah, it was fun. Your mom's really nice. That's nice. Your mom made me brought in. We sat in the garden. Yeah, you had a alupa on tar. Oh, sweet pie. Yeah, Raj took me on a tour of the local area, the local boozers. I mean, we didn't get into two out of three, but it's all good. We got into the last one. I had a hot chocolate and Raj did my makeup. You met the dog, Bailey. You met Bailey the dog who well, you weren't interested Bailey. in. But I met Raj's actual pet rabbit. How was that? Finally meeting the rabbit? Oh, yeah, it bit me. I got really annoyed. I think Blue was playing with um, Hardy because she was in. <laughs> this is Raj when she's talking to a rabbit. Bluey. No, I'm like, I'm like, Blue Blue Aja. Oh, we wow. speak in Punjabi to her. She understands Punjabi, so it's just it's just the vibe. But what, another thing that happened when you were here is that you were like, I'm so shocked at seeing so many brown people in the area. I've never seen that many brown people in, in one place. What, not even in Coventry? Only in the Asian areas. Oh, is it? Well, technically, you're probably in an Asian area here. I don't see brown person a day around here. So how did it feel seeing all those brown people? It feels like I'm home. <laughs> How did you feel walking in the beer garden and seeing all these just brown boys having a drink? And... It's different because normally it's like you're the only brown one. So this is different, different experience. Yeah, I was saying though, I was on the train and uh, some bloke. Is this the day that I did your makeup? No, the day before I got on the train really late and I was really nervous about walking home because I hate walking home in the dark. And this guy sitting opposite me for the entire journey and he was just being like really irritating with just like the things that he was doing. What was he doing? He just kept like kicking his feet against the back of the tube. Like, Was he listening to music or something? No, he was just there. Anyway, obviously safety. I wait to the last minute to get off the tube because I'm like, no one's going to know where I'm getting off. So yeah, he got off and then I got off and then he like approached me on the way up to the escalator and he was like, you're really cute. And I had a mask on. So I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, you're really cute. And the way that you were rolling your eyes was really attractive. And I was just like, who, what? Show me, show me how you were rolling your eyes. I was just like, oh God. Oh, wow. Maybe he gets off on that. Wow. Okay. Maybe that's what he likes. Maybe that's what he's it's used to. It's a fetish. Yeah. Rolling eyes fetish. Wow. So, yeah, uh, that happened and I ran home, basically. I was like, I'm getting away from him. Ran away. 
I felt bad though because it's like I'm never gonna approach guys really maybe I should learn to do that one day and then he approached me and then I just wasn't in the mood though and at night as well and at night when I'm not feeling safe and the dude at the tube stop near my house and it's... is that all he had to say for himself like you're cute that's it no he did try and say like where are you from and what you know and I, I was just like I was dead in the conversation I was just like oh London he was like where I was like London he was like yeah but like north south east where I'm like I'm getting off it like shut up like just leave me alone I didn't want to talk I did not want to talk but I told him to have a nice evening as you were polite I think the rule of this is is as long as you're polite is fine yeah and as long as the other person's being polite too right yeah he did say I'm not trying to disrespect you oh that's cute so he knew that it was a situation where like it could be weird for a man to be coming and chatting shit to you he acknowledged that which it seems like he was quite woke Mm. then so was he not cute no Okay, fine. That's just this. Nothing else to say here, then, is there? And in other news, so two of my friends suggested to me, "Oh my god, you need to watch the bold type," and I got really like something to like something, you know. And it's obviously on my Netflix, whatever. I told Raj to watch it. Oh my god, she should have seen her reaction, guys. She was like, "No, I hate it," and I was like, "Why?" I, was, I didn't understand why. So Raj. Why do you hate the bold type so much? Maybe, maybe I overreacted, yeah? Okay, so lately it's a pandemic. I'm not really watching anything too serious. Right. I've been exploring all of those shows on Netflix and I was like, oh, the bold type. The last person who told me to watch this was my ex's sister. Right, here we go. All right, so we've got some associations now. She had a grasp, a good grasp, I would say, of what I like and things that would appeal to me which is mainly feminist, da-da-da, you know, all of that shit. So I was like, fine, fine, fine. I was like, let me try it, whatever. Watched it, and it was just like, you know when a show is trying so hard to be something, but actually it just isn't anything? That's how it feels for me. And there's this show, it's an Indian show, and everyone always goes on about it, and it's called um, Four More Shots, Please. It's called Four, and everyone was like, this is the Indian sex in the city. And I was just like, okay, let me watch that. Tried to watch that. And again, it was the same thing as what the bold type's doing. And I feel like all of the characters are so stereotypical. I know like there's always an archetypal character or whatever, but they're just stereotypes, 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 stereotypes. Like, okay, this one's going to be, this one's going to be gay. This one's going to be having an affair in the office. This one's just, and it's just like, I feel like it just lacks depth. I feel like it's trying to be woke without actually being self-aware and be, and doing it in a in a real authentic sort of way it just feels like try hard and fake to me and even like the way they portray like the whole fashion thing it's just like because uh, you have to compare it to things like ugly betty and obviously any other things that have come with like female cast members together like that it's just you can't compare it to any of those greats and i tried to have it as one of those things that i have on in the background but even then it like irked me. I was just like, I can't even deal with this show. But it's probably me because I'm very, you know what I'm like about my entertainment. I'm very like picky about it. I'm very like, I've got to love it. Like it's got to tick a lot of boxes for me. Yeah. I feel like with Sex Education and I May Destroy You, they handled a lot of uh, difficult topics. Those ones surprise you with the topics like the the topics hit you after it's just how they're handled as well it's just not handled intelligently i feel like yeah that's great if people enjoy it they enjoy it like who am i to i just expect more from tv shows with women in them that are trying to tell female stories in this day and age i i expect more and it didn't give me more and also with the fashion i'm sorry those women do not they don't even reflect the fashion in, like when i see fashion on tv or film yeah I want to see like what I'm reading about in Vogue. I want to see what I'm seeing on the runway. I want to actually feel like this is a show about fashion, about the industry. I didn't see, they dress whack, yo. 
It's not even giving me aesthetically what I want. Interesting. Like, let alone what I want from actual personalities, characters, like depth and all of that. Like, ugh. So yeah, I just, I feel like try harder next time, guys, whatever. I know it does well. I know it does well. It's not for me. Actually, a couple of things I do rate about it are the fact that when the girl was asking for a raise and the guy said no, and then the other friend was like, oh, why don't you ask for like perks instead? I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. Not, not <laughs> as in that's like a clever thing for human beings in life. Yeah, I agree with the fashion thing. I just think as a show, yeah, it's, it's a, I feel like it doesn't know where it stands. And what the things that you would, as a viewer, you would expect from a show about women in fashion. It's just like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, bye. Oh, you know what was irritating though? The, the Asian girl, the girl that she was seeing. The, yeah, she's seeing a hijabi lady. It annoyed yeah. me how before, other than the cheating, they portrayed her so perfect. Like, I don't go on my phone. I don't do this. She was too perfect, like really perfect. But That's what I mean about this show. Like they just... She kept like teaching the non-woke one about woke things. And she wore a, yeah. Like, yeah, she wore a headscarf and she was like so... I feel like for the standards of today of what we see when we have these sort of conversations and when we see them being portrayed on TV, it didn't match any of those things that I've seen on other shows that deal with similar issues. So it, it, I guess it's a fluffy watch, isn't it? But like... Even fluffy watches, I'd rather watch Superstore because I feel like Superstore handles a lot of issues like that a lot better and in a much more interesting way where I can dip in and out and I'm still interested. Like Whereas like when something happens on that show, I'm just like, oh, okay, how many episodes are boring? Wait, so how many did you actually watch? Watched quite a bit. It was just on in the background. So I've watched quite a bit of it. One thing that this, this actually makes me think of though, because a lot of people did say to me, oh yeah, you need to wait for it to get good. I, a fan of that a lot of people say that yeah why do people say that what are we waiting for have we got time to wait if i'm watching tv i've taken my time out of my day to watch something why am i gonna wait 10 episodes for something to happen why is that a thing it's not a thing i do not accept this people no but people say it though in it like because you know and even coming from the tv industry that like, i'm not that i come from it but obviously i'm trying to write a show right like your pilot has to be your strongest episode out of your season because your pilot is the one that introduces the characters introduces the themes of the show where are we gonna go like it kind of plants those seeds in your viewers head like of okay where is this whole show gonna go and it usually leads to some some sort of a narrative that's gonna happen in the finale right and it's just like yeah what happened in the pilot i remember the first scene yeah they're all on a train station wearing ball gowns and i was like oh what's happening here but i don't even remember what happened? Like where that led to? Yeah, I d you know what? I don't really remember, to be honest. The way it was set up was like, oh, something iconic's happening. They've done, the three of these women have done something fucked up and now they're in ball gowns and they're getting on the tube. And uh, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't even care at this stage. Don't care. All right, that's enough. That's enough bold <laughs> Wait, you know what? You know what? Actually, I want to because I don't think I articulated it that well before. I just want to say about the bold type, that the Asian lady, the thing that irritates me is the way that she's... Um, She's got this like wisdom, knowledge, like some sort of sensei and she's like passing it on to the American lady who's just so American. She's like, oh my God, always on my phone. And she's like, be in the moment. And I mean, I'm one of the, I am her. I'm the person who's like, yeah, be in the moment. I'm the person who's like, get off your phone. But at the same time, I don't want it to be like, oh, she's brown and she's foreign and she's like, got all this knowledge. That's a typical American yeah. way of looking at things. I was actually on a call with an American person a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about a project that deals with 
brown issues, right? She was, she was like, I'm American, so I can't really speak on this. And like, you know, we can't use American talent on this project because they're not going to be aware of this stuff. So even them as talent managers or agents are just like, Americans don't know how to talk about cultural issues. Like, do you know what I mean? Which is probably a good thing because then they're looking, outsourcing I guess, but it's like, why not educate yourself on cultural issues and change that, right? Why just accept it as this is how it is? Mm, actually, yeah, because then it's like a circle of never learning and outsourcing it to somebody else and then when you don't Yeah, learn. it's like, it's a circle of, it's okay, we're American. So we don't know about that stuff, but we'll call the UK brown people. And it's like, okay. Thank you, next. So we mentioned earlier that our guest today is Piers James, a rapper, singer, producer, I saw these other words as well. It was like storyteller. And there was another one that was really good. Like something like sonically something. There was yeah. loads. There was loads of beautiful descriptions. And I was like, yes, that's what I want to be known. All those things. And you know what? Yeah. Talking about Piers, you know, like I've been saying that in his track, I've misheard a lot of his lyrics like on a couple of his tracks. Yeah. I can't wait for you to tell him what you think it is. Yeah, let's see what he says. I want to know. I feel like subliminally, maybe he is calling out to someone called Tracy. Thank you, next. So we said, obviously, we're two queens. Hey, uh, we said we have a king on the podcast today. Welcome to the podcast, Piers James. Hello, hello, hello. What up? Woo-hoo. We were like, oh, you are the second guy we've had on the podcast so far. Thank you. I wish I was the first. Oh, no, nah, sorry. It's okay. No pressure there, innit? Like, because we don't get a lot of men on this podcast, so. No pressure at all. We want a man's take on things okay. and relationships. Okay. Because you know? we don't get we don't get men to talk openly about relationships mm-hmm. enough, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So this is a real opportunity for us. I'm excited. And we thought you'd be a good shout, like listening to your music and stuff. Mm. You do a lot of talking. But before we get into all of that, you're a producer, singer and rapper and you literally do it all. I try. It says you're a storyteller and some other big words. We read this Notion article and it was like they were using these massive words. We were like, wow, how everyone is talking about Piers James. We want that in our boy. But yeah, how did the (laughs) journey begin for you? So it must have started for me personally. I keep, it's funny because it's going through all these interviews throughout the year. I've kind of, it's, it's made me just look at it so introspectively and see where is my pinpoints and where does my, my, my influences come from? I think it started just literally as simple as my mum playing reggae in the kitchen, going to my auntie's house, having like dance and, you know, me, three year old, four year old, just dancing around to like reggae, having dance time. Uh, that was like Toots and the Mail Tales, UB40, Bob Marley, like Shaggy, all them type of things there. As I got to seven, start playing piano. Mum wanted to push me into that to, you know, have an instrument, but I, I was playing a lot of sport at the time. So I was like, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do this. this. This is not cool. I want to be kind of kicking ball with my friends, you know what I'm saying? But it came to like 14, 15, my cousin started giving me like these little CDs and little tapes for like Sidewinder, which is obviously like Wiley and all the grime stuff. Um, so that's how I started like getting introduced into the grime scene and era and where I was like, oh, this is energy. This is bars. Like, I can do this. I can write. And around the town Ipswich, we had... Uh, Hectic Squad uh, and Shadow Block. Hectic Squad had like some tune on Channel AKA. They were like, we got bad bees and ips. What do you know about ips? Hectic are the top boys and ips and stuff like that. So- did you used to text into Channel AKA? I just need to ask. I did not know. Oh no! 
I know. I did. You did? Well, yeah, we all did. Actually, yeah. maybe I did at one point. I think maybe I, when I may have a credit at one time, you know what I mean? Like I probably was like, yeah. God, sent, put this tune on. I really like this tune. You know what? I loved it when people would be like, I love you, Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> you just be like seeing it on Channel Obviously from Channel AKA, obviously listening to grime and rap and stuff. Uh, I started producing with one of my friends and started recording, do, getting my mode into that. Through Grime, I think that I really loved doing it. I love writing it. I still got the bars today. But for me, I kind of hit a limiter where there's only so many times I can say, suck your mum. Do you know what I'm saying? In that, in that... No, no. You can say it millions of times. It never loses I, its joy. I hear you. It never <laughs> loses its joy. But in Grime, it's all so derogatory. It's all in your face. It's all, yo, this, that, yeah. you, this, slew them, that. So I, I just kind of got bored of just, just dissing people. And then obviously, it's a matter of time where MTV Bass, Pharrell, Dra- Gravel Pit, all these new things of like, my mind was like, what is this? This is music. Like, K know the streets you obviously had all these funky videos you had all these individual people and it made me realize that I wanted to do more conscious and store kind of storytelling like you know like you had brown eyes or you know night night or Love you know that. what I mean or yeah. even um what's that streets doom doom I know you are trying to you even though I would like to I think you are do I mean stuff like that <laughs> yeah. yeah you're pretty fit but all them stuff like so from that I just kind of Started honing my craft, producing, just writing, carried on doing it, carried on going through, went to uni, met a, a, a load of people. One was in a band from Ireland. Another girl was just a, like a solo guitarist from from Portugal. Um, another one was like a, um, in a music tech course doing like house. And my housemate was, um, he loved Jay Diller and, and played Logic and done spoken words. So I think with all of that together and being around these people and listening to all these different types of music, I've just got immersed into so many different sounds. Like, I can't say that I love grime. I can't say that I love hip hop. I can't say I love rock. I can't say I love indie. I love all of it, you know? I love what what my taste likes. That's Mm. it. So do you find it difficult when people ask you to define your sound? Yes, I know. Because like, as I progress and you'll see the music that's about to come out, I want to keep you guessing. I don't want to, I don't want to give you just a similar sound every single time for them to go, oh yeah, like, yeah, cool. I've heard that one. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd rather be like, okay, so he's given you a rap one. It's going to give you a smooth one. What's next? It is quite brave, isn't it? Like to do that, especially as an artist, because I guess it's the difference between creating like some of the same stuff and then you've got a fan mm-hmm. base and they all like you and then doing different stuff. And then people are like, oh, he's trying this now. Oh yeah, he's doing this. But I think that's like a good place to be, you know, where you're just doing what you I want. I agree. Like, I think the thing is also when you have your identity as an artist and you know, how how you sing, you know, how you rap or how to produce a tune. I think like, for example, like Drake, Drake can go on anything. Yeah. But you still know it's Drake. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So when when you come to my tunes, I want you to go, oh, okay, that doesn't sound like the last one. That doesn't sound like the last one, but it's still Piers James or that's a Piers James sound. And you'll hear that with, you know, people that I've produced with or in, in the music that's about to come out, you know? Yeah, the EP is really diverse as well, like sonically. So mm. did you set out to do that and were those tracks the only tracks or were there like a hell of a lot of other tracks and you were just like shit which ones do I put generally so with Dying Breed part one and two I wanted that to be one album um so it all comes through as an eclectic taste of like you're just listening to it in one album because that's how I enjoyed albums like I want to hear like an album from 
number one to number 15 or number 12 or number 10 or whatever you want to do it nowadays. But with social media, especially as an up and coming artist, unless you're at the top and your pinnacle, you can just drop an, e- an album or 25 tracks, whatever, boom, yeah. do what you want. Yeah. But you have to kind of play in a and play the game uh, and kind of I wanted to break it down and do it into two so you know people can consume it a little bit better and really kind of give you pieces of 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 the puzzle so then when you come down to it you know you can kind of just go okay dying breed part one listen through dying breed part two listen to and here's the visuals to go with it and all of them working in like one cohesive Thing. And it's funny when you're like working as a creative, you can be creative about the way you, re- you can be creative about every one of these decisions. And we kind of overlook sometimes maybe these things. But yeah, what would you say is the overall theme of a dying breed? Generally, I think it's being a true artist and being a visionary. Um, like you just said, you put the nail on the head is, is in the sense of I could quite easily go, right, this is a rap track. Let me go get some girls. Let me go get a car. <laughs> let me go sit in this thing and let me just do this. Yeah, yeah. Let me go get my gang. Can we call them? Let me get them into the video too and then do that. No, I don't want to do that. I want to make something different. I want to, someone, something like, do you know what I mean? I want to go run around in the cold wearing a wig. Do you know what I mean? I'm best out here. Best out here, your video, your latest single. You were uh, wearing a wig, which I saw you even tag them on Instagram, man wigs or something. Yeah, honestly. I have to ask you there, did Tyler the Creator inspire you there or not? To a degree, yes, of course. I think... Andre 2000 inspired me first, you know what I'm saying? Mm, like, Andre, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when he's like, hey, yeah, okay, 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 okay. And I was like, he's doing his thing. But I just, I don't really care. I like, I would just rather make something fun and something different. Because I know that half the rappers or artists in the UK would never do that. So it's fine, you know? Other rappers won't run around in the snow in their boxes or whatever. Too much ego, you know? Yeah. Whose idea? Was that your idea? Be- between me and Above Ground, we basically had the idea of we wanted to make it comical. We wanted to kind of have it as a jokesy kind of like video where you might be, I'll be out on the out on the ledge and kind of, I want to be holding off, but we couldn't find a ledge in time to be holding off. And I didn't want to be out there in the cold, etc. But yeah, just wanted to play it jokes and just... just just kind of run with a cool concept. And you're also robbing someone else's girl. Do you do that in real life too? <laughs> maybe. No, no. Uh, maybe so. I mean, maybe in the past. Maybe when I was a young, young whippersnapper. Did I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> back in the day. But uh, yeah, I'm not on of that anymore. Violence is, is, I choose peace over violence nowadays, you know. And um, yeah, Raj wanted to tell you about the lyric that she... Uh... <laughs> what's this so best out here yeah like obviously sick track like it's giving me proper like neptune's vibe like i love mm-hmm. it but yeah i was just like i wasn't looking at the lyrics so all i could hear was tracy you the best out here tracy, tracy you the best. uh tracy well, where's no, tracy but, like, come can from? you hear it the, do you know what i mean like but the, what's the real lyric no I'm, okay. it's tracy you're the best out here. <laughs> Can't, yes, you, can't see, you see? Can't so you I can see? Hear you're the best out. I'm like, who's Tracy? He's writing this song for Tracy, and I looked at the lyrics and I was like, can't you see her? Tracy Beaker, isn't it? I knew you were gonna. I said that to Hardy, but I was like, is it about Tracy Beaker? Like literally. Well, Raj said to me, what would you do if someone she named a shitbag? She was like, what would you do if a shitbag turned around and made this song for you? What would you do? I would be and said Tracy. My name was Tracy. I would, I would be quite impressed, but they're still shitbag. But I'd be impressed. <laughs> It'd be like a good story to tell other people. It'd be like, yeah, they wrote a song about yeah. me. Mm-hmm. There's probably more than one Tracy, so could be. There's a few Tracys could be different. in the world, I'm sure. You know, I think. Do you know what it is though? When when I'm writing as well, it comes from experiences from from. I've been fortunate enough to have many lovely ladies in my in my time. 
Um, and, is it? Yeah. And, 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 many. Oh, How many there? Well, listen. Let me put. Let me. Let me. Let, 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 uh, <laughs> no. Let me. Let me break it down. No. Let me break it down for you. Right. I am the only. I was the only black person. Oh, yeah. yeah in a in a white area. Yeah. How do you know when Yo, someone's listen. just what just wanting an experience on the boat exotic boat? How do oh how do you God. know that? <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> um, what well, when, when I was younger, yeah, a girl. A, let's say I'd like obviously meet a girl, whatever, and like this is at school. They might be at a park, whatever. They'd be like, oh, you know what? I've never really been with a black guy before. And even though back in the day, like now, I'm thinking about it, yeah, it's actually straight up racism. Yeah, they're fetishizing, yeah, fetishizing me as a black person. 100%. But I could look at it. I could go and get. Oh, I'm so offended. Oh my god. Or I could use that to my advantage and say, okay, cool. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. But when they're like, oh yeah, I don't know. If they start asking you weird questions, <laughs> what, what? What? Ask me a weird question. It's like weird cultural. I, I, don't, I can't think of anything that's specific. But like, I say because. I'm Indian. If they were like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they started asking me things about like cows, or, <laughs> like, tradi- traditional yeah. dress. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If they were like, oh, oh yeah, would you? <laughs> what, yeah. what was that episode? <laughs> what was that episode? What? Oh, what? of um, chewing gum when he gets traced. So she's she meets oh, like he's an got older fetish. white yeah, man he has or a something. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. got like like tribal yeah, yeah, vibe yeah, yeah. in his house and then he asks her yeah. to dress up <laughs> i haven't seen it nah mate it's so good chewing it's gum wild. is so good yeah so talk about best out here for us like what is that song about for you it is generally like the people in my life and the way i look at it is my mum has been such a rock for me my managers are you know, a woman all the creative team around me have been women yeah and you know sometimes i feel like you don't get the credit you deserve one in the industry for one and two in terms of confidence sometimes i think it's very hard for you to, to go i'm the best I'm the best, which is what you are. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me, like best out here was just an ode to kind of be like, you know, you're the best out here. Don't worry about the rest. Just do your thing. Do you know what I'm saying? You're a queen. You need to be the best you can be. Do you know what I mean? But then I wanted to obviously play in terms of like a ride or die love in, in the video as well. So it's like queen and slim, you know? So it's like, you kind of see like the reference where she's wearing the black jacket, she's got the afro, like, do you know what I mean? Whip, whipping around in the car. Just all them little things, like all the pockets of my memories and my mind, I just kind of wanted to put on, on a vibey track. And then you've got another track called Can't Be My Girl. <laughs> Raj feels away about <laughs> this. I was triggered, okay? I was Raj triggered. Was triggered by this. I was sitting there, I was in the bathroom I listening like to me for taking my makeup off and I was like, <laughs> I was just like, uh. So you can't be my girl if you're bougie. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? What does bougie mean to you? Overly, overly bougie. So <laughs> overly with a little say, start. Overly result. bougie. Overly. But I'm not gonna say I can't. I'm not gonna say. Oh, you could never be my girl. You're way too yeah, overly bougie, long. babe. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. So okay. So what's overly bougie? Yeah, we need to know. Can you define the term what bougie is for that? Can't you yeah? define it? You're always calling me bougie. No, no. Piers, now Piers wants to define it. Yeah, yeah. Piers wants to define it. <laughs> okay, fine. So basically, bougie to me, it is to a degree. You know, getting your nails did, dressing up nice, wearing like, do you know what I mean, burskin bags, do you know what I mean, dressing up nice, wanting to go out for nice dinners, hot girl summer, do you know what I'm saying? It's all them things, right? But there is a degree, right, where I believe that if you're concerned that I need a man with six figures, I need this, I need that, I need to do all this, yeah? All right. Yeah. You're not gonna, uh, for me, that doesn't work for me. I don't need to, I, I'm, I'm myself. Let's go out on a date. 
I want to treat you. I want to do nice things. But when you come to me and expect these things like it's an entitled rite of passage, it's just not for me. I have been around girls where they've been like, yeah, my man needs to earn mm. this much, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, I just think me getting a text back is enough, for fuck's sake, yeah? But mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll get into that another time. But um, has a girl ever said to you, how much do you earn? Like... Has that, has that conversation ever actually happened? No, not really. I like, if I've had a conversation in that respect, then it's just been, oh, what do you do? What have you been up to? Blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, I was working in, in recruitment and I was doing oil and gas. So, you know, I had a lot of money that I saved up and stacked and used it for my music fund, which is still do it now. And luckily, music's paying off. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's still, it's still nice. But in terms of, like, money, that doesn't bother me. Cool. A girl could have... She could work at McDonald's or something. Or I'm not going to look at you any differently because it's your personality that matters the most. Do you know what I'm saying? That was the idea in there. And I understand that how it can be triggering in some respect, but it is generally a... a it's because I describe Raj as bougie. She calls me bougie all the time. So I was like, okay, uh, I, I have it now in my head that I'm bougie. I don't think I am. I think I'm like... Hood, bougie, like, mixed, like, but a, whatever. But I think this is actually positive to be bougie. Do you know what I'm saying? You need to hold yourself to a, to a tier where you want to look nice, you want to look good, you want to get treated right. But there's a limit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's yeah, a limit yeah, yeah. to it, and that's it. I'm not out here saying, oh, this guy needs to be earning this much to chat to exactly. me. Exactly. Like, no. no, you never said that. We read an interview of yours where you said Scorpios have a bad rep. Yeah, they do. I was really shocked to read that. Yeah, I was like, what? Do they have a bad rep? Yeah, generally. That's all I ever see. I see Geminis, like Geminis have a bad rep. But what do you hear? It's usually if I say something that like I, I believe in or something, it's usually, ah, oh, you're just a Scorpio. Like what? What kind of comment? Like you could say absolutely anything, right? And if it, if it isn't in agreement, if it's in agreement with somebody who's into star signs, they'll go, oh, you're such a Scorpio. So you're being horoscope shamed. Yeah, basically. I don't believe in it. I, I believe in like the characteristics Sticks, they make sense, right? But you can't pigeonhole all Scorpios into one box, you know? Like, for example, a characteristic of Scorpios is like jealousy or being closed off or something like that. And you don't agree with that? No, I, feel, I believe in confident vulnerability. I believe in being open. I believe in speaking your mind. And some people might understand it. Some people might not get it. But like, it's your insecurity is your power in, in some way. Thank you, next. So what do you want to say thank you next to something that's gone down this week? Thank you next to the to the super, super league. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for you to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's a man. He's going to talk about it. Yeah, no, listen, <laughs> but you I, I, you said this week. Yeah, what, what are you talking about? It's so it's actually funny. My friend called me up like, early, like, like last night. She was like, Piers, what is this? What is this super league about? I was like, okay, right. So imagine throughout the whole of like football history, teams in the league have come from like League One, League Two. They work their way up. Let me talk about, like, let's say Ipswich Town, for example, right? Ipswich Town are right now in League One. Yeah. Is that good? No, it's terrible. So it goes it goes Premier League. Premier League, yeah, is the top. Then then the championship is the next one down. Then it's then it's League One, League Two, and then whatever, right? But basically, if you imagine like each league, so let's say for example you're a team like it's which is in league one right now you win the league and you go up to the championship right you've got that newfound life you're like you know you're pumped your teams are ready then you get into the end of the end of the season you've got three more games like this team might lose whatever you might go up to the premier league after that 
but, but judging by like a playoffs, you get into the Premier League. Then in the Premier League, you've obviously got big teams like Arsenal, Man City, you've got Chelsea. These clubs have had a pillar in football and have so much money and so much generated cash that they always get the big players, right? But you've got somewhere like Ipswich who don't have that much money. They can't generate enough money to get big players from overbroad and overseas and from Real Madrid and stuff. But there's an art in playing it. Like, let's say you, you're from Ipswich and you you play Arsenal. That's your chance as a community and people from Ipswich to maybe see them big players that you might not see. So, like, whether that be, like, a, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo or something or a Messi might come and play, play in your stadium. And for, for people who've only been in Ipswich for all their lives and they get to see Messi play, it's, it's incredible. Like, oh, wow, it was amazing. Like, we got to see them play, whatever. So, one is kind of like the tradition of, of football. I feel like there's a lot of culture and a lot of people fans like they put their blood sweat and tears into their teams they're like do you know what i mean i'm an arsenal fan so you know what i mean i've been all for the, all the ups and downs of it but to put ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Arsenal, Chelsea, and all these big teams into one pot of a league, yeah, just for the monetary gain. There's, there's nothing else other than monetary gain here. To leave all these other teams, like Ipswich and Burnley and all these other people, it just becomes a less in, inspiring to go and watch them teams, do you know what I'm saying? Because obviously once you hit the Premier League, that's the top of the, that's the creme de la creme, right? But three teams each year will go out into League One and three teams will go into, into the Premier League, if that makes sense. So each year, even if you're a low club or you've just come into the Premier League, you're kind of fighting for fighting for your for your spot. So if you're 17 to you know your 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, or whatever, you're that, them last three slots, and it gets to the last game of season. There's two, three points, but like in between that, yeah, like there's so much passion. Like your fans are on edge. The players, there's so much passion in it. If you're taking all that away from like you know getting a, a historic win over like Manchester. United or Arsenal to stay up in a Premier League or to go up in something, you're just losing all this culture within football. So the last like success story I remember, I don't know if this is like wrong or whatever, but you can tell me, but was it Leicester? Yeah, Leicester. Like Leicester mm-hmm. had this, like they they won the league yeah. and it was like this mad story of like, oh my God, Leicester have beat all these people, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But like stuff like that just wouldn't happen then. If this super- it, it would happen, but it just wouldn't happen with the big six, like for example, the Tottenham's, the Man City's. Yeah, but then then it doesn't it doesn't feel as big, right? It no, exactly. Feel as big as a deal. You're just kind of like, oh, well, they're playing like the same level leagues, kind yeah. of thing. The same level. It doesn't make any sense to me, other than obviously for the big teams, they're just gonna get richer, and then the rest of their teams are gonna just 
swivel, especially with lockdown, with so many teams just folding and not having the money to thing, for these lot to then go, okay, cool. I understand it, of course, from a business perspective, it makes perfect sense. Put all the big teams in one league, put licensing on it, get everybody to pay more money, cool. But for the fans and people, like, do you know what I mean? These towns have been built up over, you know, history in Liverpool and Arsenal, like, they're built in Premier League. So for them to then get taken out of the Premier League for a monetary game, which is nothing to do with the fans, I think it's just a bit of a slap in the face. So you're saying thank you next to the Super League, basically? Yeah, that's it. See you later! Bye. <laughs> next! All right, cool. So we're getting to your lessons, but before we get into your lessons, if you've got anything to say about anything we just said, hit us up at Funky Next Pod on socials and hi, Thank You Next Podcast at gmail.com. All right, cool. So we're going to get into your first lesson. So one taught me. One taught me listening because listening is something that people often like to think that they do, but they listen to answer back to the question that the person has just said. So, for example, if me and you were having a conversation, I say, I don't like how that made me feel. And someone's saying, okay, I understand that. Why did that make, why did I make you feel that way? People are like, no, I didn't make you feel that way because da 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 Do you see what I'm saying? So... How, when did you learn that lesson? Because I'm quite um, confident, I'll say, in some respect. And many a times I've been called arrogant for, for just speaking my mind. I think having the conversation and having to listen to obviously women around my life and, and you know, being in a relationship and previous, I think... You know, you have to learn that if you want to improve and be a better person for yourself and like actually try and better a relationship. You know, if you're not listening to the person, what's the point in being in a relationship with them? Do you know what I mean? You don't care about them enough to want to listen to their point of view. You only care about your own point of view and your ego in that respect to put your point across, but not listening to whatever you're saying or how your your reaction to something might be coming across to them. You know? What about in a work scenario? A work scenario could be... As an artist, though, because as an artist, obviously, you know, a lot of people, because they come at it from a marketing angle, business perspective, all of that stuff. So they'll mm-hmm. be like, we want you to be like this. <laughs> or Do you know what mm. I mean? And you're kind of like, no, but this is me. I'm like this. You know, I do everything and all of that. Like, has, has there been a time where you've, you've not listened? Like, you've not listened to listen. You've, you've had to be reactive to what they've been saying. I mean, to be honest, I, I'm quite headstrong. Luckily, my parents taught me to just, you know what I mean, be yourself at all times. And I've always been very, if I'm in something, cool, I can do that. But as I've got older, generally, like, you obviously like, listening to the team around me and listening to different perspectives and people who I value as, as close members and who I trust, they listen to me and they only want the best for me, so I listen to them. So if they have an opinion about something, I'm definitely going to listen to their point of view uh, rather than listening to, do you know what I mean, some sort of, you know what I mean, person online going, no, I didn't like this video because I did what I'm saying. Like, um, but ultimately, it's as the artist, you make the decision in what you want to do. You can listen to other people. You can be like, you know what I mean, a, a label plant or you can be, you know what I mean, a, a tool for the market to make more money. But ultimately, you're not being yourself if you're not, one, doing what you want to do. But two, I think, you know, some some better ideas can come about. And I think having the idea of saying, oh, I am the best and this is my vision and I'm going to do and this is the vision is is counterproductive at times. Unless you're Kanye West. Yeah, unless you're Kanye Even West. if you're Kanye. Even, apparently. But, you know, some, some sure Kanye has made some bad decisions in it. Like, do you know what I mean? In, in, certain, in my opinion, he's done, he's made some, 
he said some things wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, those things. I mean, pre those things. Yeah, yeah. Before those things, the music. I love that about him. That he was just like, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. And like, no one wanted him as a rapper. And he was like, no, I'm a fucking rapper. Like, I can produce these mm-hmm. things for you, but I'm yeah. a rapper and you lot are going to sign me. And you yeah. Know, it was just yeah, I don't know. I love I love Kanye still. Self belief, man. Self belief is a, is a powerful thing, but I think you can get don't don't go too far on it. You know what I mean? Because sometimes yeah. you can just it just takes you left, and then you're left sitting there. But saying that, I mean, he's one of the richest man. He's still he's a billionaire now. So I mean, he was right. So what can you yeah, say? Yeah, listen. I, on the Adidas app today, I got a new notification. New Yeezys. Know what I mean? <laughs> oh wow. I was gonna say, how do you take feedback then when you're getting it? So I've learned about that, giving feedback to people. I had a friend who uh, <laughs> made music and... Uh, oh, no. Have I told you this, Raj? <laughs> yeah, you told me the other day. I was oh, like, Oh, okay. I'm such an idiot. Basically, we always fall out. I don't know why. Anyway, we've both said we're not going to do it again. We'll just behave ourselves. Um, but he made a track and it was awful. So I was like, this is shit. And like, he had girls in the video and I saw mm. him the other day and I kind of explained to him, you're pushing that. They look like glamour models. And he was like, oh, they're nice when you get to know them. I'm like, yeah, of course they are. But I'm like, <laughs> they just, they're pushing that look and that, that vibe. Narrative. Every, yeah, yeah, the, the narrative. whole thing. And I wasn't a fan. And yeah, then we didn't talk for a year. So how do you take wow. it? Well, I've learned to maybe be a bit more constructive in my feedback. But how do you take it? Because it's your art. That's your thing. Like, it's close to your heart. You know, you, you kind of have to pe- take everything with a pinch of salt. Though, you know, like you can't say what they're what they're saying is right because nobody, no one knows at the end of the day. Everybody's just winging it. Do you know what I mean? Like no one really knows what what's going to be a banger anymore. No one really knows what's going to be a hit. Whether Like I could turn around in 10 years and just say, do you know what? All I did was absolute trash. I tried to do something different, but ultimately I could have done, I could have been a way more successful artist if I just fit in and did some, did some videos with some girls in. Like, but my, something's telling me in my soul, you couldn't do better than that, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to do that. So I'll take constructive criticism all day, every day. I I thrive off it in some respect because without the opinions of, like, your core, you won't really have the um, perspective of where your mind is, do you know what I'm saying, in, that, in, in music or in visuals or in in trainers or in clothing or something. You know, getting, like, the little pool group of people who you trust and value is important. But... That's not the be all and end all. You have to believe in yourself. And if you're all constantly looking for validation of other people, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. And I think with what you do, like the only person mm. that's going to know what's right is you really, because you're doing it for yourself. Really, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know you've got, you're obviously doing it for the fans mm. and the people, but mm-hmm. it is for yourself because you're creating art for yourself is to, you know, make yourself proud and stuff like that. So I don't know, like, and the thing is yeah. that you mentioned constructive criticism. That's the key word there, isn't it? Because, like, people are so quick to, like, criticise and just be like... Go, nah, I didn't like that because of this. Or I didn't like that because, do you know what I mean, he wore a wig in it. But I was like... Yeah, yeah or, like, but, you don't but, know how to do this. You don't know how to sing like this. You don't know how to talk about these issues. And you don't always need to bring issues to the songs. And do you know what I mean? And you're just kind of like, well, that's my thing, so shut up. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. The, the key thing is being constructive and then you can kind of listen. But if someone's just giving it to you, you don't even need to listen, really, do you? Not really. I focus on the positives, do you know what I mean? Any time that, like like you said, with your friend that you haven't spoken to for a year, I promise you, <laughs> if you start with, if you start with, I like this part about it. Yeah, but, shit sandwich or Do you know whatever. what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like this, but... It just it softens the blow for people because you're, you've got to remember many male rappers and you know what? Here's the th- other thing for you. Here's a little trick that I, I say, right? You know all these go- all these rappers, yeah? They're always gone about, oh, bad bitches, bad bitches. I guarantee you a, a girl when they were younger hurt them. 
That's it. Oh, they're wounded. They're wounded. <laughs> they're wounded. And that's why they're like, yo, I don't need no girl. I love these bitches. I love these hoes. Fucking all these things. Because they're wounded. They don't want to get hurt because they're insecure. Yeah, then Hardy just threw salt in the wounds. She was like, you'll track shit, fam. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and then, you didn't, and then you didn't speak for a year. You see? Yeah, I did feel bad. And obviously I reflected on what I did. And you know, the other thing is the, what made it worse. Right, I don't know if I told you this part. So my housemate. Me and him were in the kitchen. He makes music too. And I was like, oh, you've got to check out my mate's trap because I told him it was shit. And then da, 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 da. And then I went on the guy's YouTube and he'd made a brand new track that was mm. sick. And I was like, this mm. is so good. And I was like, I'm looking for the shit tune mm. and this is so good. I was, was What was that, a moment of realisation for you? That was just a break. I was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> but it shouldn't have taken... I think I knew before that anyway. But it shouldn't have taken a good track for me to realise my behaviour. Oh, shit. So what are you saying thank you next to? Not listening. You ain't got time for it. We need to listen to each other more, you know? We're humans. Like, people right now, there's been so much government behaviour. They don't listen to the people's. People don't listen to other stuff. Do you know what I mean? In relationships, in families, this is how everything breaks down. Not enough communication. Thank you. So we're going to get on to lesson two. So one taught me. Not to think about yourself and be thoughtful to others. How did you learn that lesson? I think it actually stemmed from other people. So I had a girl one time and we had a, we had a nice period. Like I was living with her for a little bit. Like we had a, a period in, in time and it would really jar me. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a big thing, but it started off as like, you know, you might get a glass of water. Right. You'll go to the kitchen, you'll get yourself a glass of water, you'll come back and I'll say, oh, could I have a glass of water? Just to test out the water. I'll be like, Oh, sorry. Yeah, I did get you one. Right. Thinking that they may change that in, in, the, in the future. Right. But or I'll come back and say, do you want a glass of water? Yeah, no problem. Cool. I'll come give her a glass thinking in her head she might just start clocking onto it. Right. But. The more time that I realised that it was just a, her selfish nature. Well, if I was living with someone, yeah, and I'm going to get something, I wouldn't think, oh, yeah, like... But thoughtfulness is to think to, to think to yourself, oh, would you like a glass of water? I'm going to go get myself one. Nah, you know, so when I go back to home to my mum's, right, say if I want tea, actually, no, this works. Okay, great. So I like my tea. I'll take it any like anything. I'm not that bothered. Okay, mm. she doesn't have to. But hers mm. is so specific and she has so many, like, so many issues. And even if I've got water, I'll just mm -hmm. go get it from the tap. I even like it in a plastic cup. I don't really like glass. Mm -hmm, Whereas mm -hmm. she'd want the filtered water and then she probably wants it to stay out for a bit so it's not too... And then I'm just like, it's too much stress so I just don't bother. But then she always asks me and then she'll always do my bog standard version of... She'll get my stuff, but she'll do it nicely. Yeah. Oh, now I feel bad. Yeah. Now I feel bad. You see? Yeah, but I don't know. If I go into the next room just to get some water, I can get your own water. Well, what if the other person next to you that you're sitting watching the film that they put on for you? If watching a film, we like paused it. Yeah, but if they're sitting in the same room with you, of course you would get them water. Like, it doesn't make sense. If you're sitting in your room working, for example, in your and your mum's there doing something else and you're going to get some water from the kitchen, you'd ask her, do you want some water from the kitchen? Of course. It's like in the office, like you'd be like, you're going to get a cup of tea. You say to the person next to you, you want one? Do you want a tea? Yeah. Do you want a tea? Yeah, I'll just say I'll just say that so I can go out there longer and waste more time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Interesting. Selfishness. Interesting. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> I don't think Pisces is known for being. Oh, selfish, leave it so out. Whatever. Stop this. Pundit, Stop it. Pundit. Stop it. I'm sorry. Um, Stare in the pot. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no. But after it's after a little bit. 
after like, you know what I mean? A few times is fine. But after a little bit, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm not going to go get you a water yeah. because you don't get me one. And then it just starts to break. Do you see what I'm saying? And then it just breaks down the relationship. Was that the only thing or was that like a little thing? And then it became a nah, bigger... There's, there's a little thing of, of, a, little, of mm. a bigger thing, do you know what I'm saying? Like, or the little things of, of not the thoughtfulness of a water, then the thoughtfulness of, you know, oh, you might go to the shop and get something or like, do you know what I mean? It's, it just... Do you know what your love languages are? No, talk to me. It sounds no, like yours is uh, acts of service or gifts, isn't it? Like something like that. Because we were talking, because Harley was like, oh, gift giving is not my thing and stuff like that. But I was just like, it's not like that. But it's like literally if I was to go to the shops, I'd come back with a chocolate for you. Or something like that. But it's not... Do you know what it is? It's actually spending time, time. and actual general time. That's that's my... Yeah. Like, I believe quality time is the most important thing in relations. But obviously, I think being an artist is so... <laughs> it's like complete opposite because I have to do this career. I have to go do my shows. I have to... Do you know what I mean? Go go on holiday and go... Or like go shoot this video hit out, out there or whatever. And... My love language is music, do you know what I'm saying? And listening to that side of thing. So I want to give you my time. But if I can't give you my time because I'm focused on my goals. Did you have a conversation then at some point about, oh, yeah, by the way, these things are bothering me? Yeah, of course. How did it go down? I think it's the same conversation that you just had. Like, well, I don't, this is just, you know, I don't really think about it sometimes. I was like, okay, cool. That's absolutely fine. But I just like, if you if you want this to build and be the thing, I want to be thoughtful. So I think maybe... Just try to be a bit more thoughtful about it. Okay, cool. Because if you love that person, you care about that person, then you will actually think about maybe I can do that, right? Can I just say, I just want to interject now. Mm -hmm. If I was upstairs and she was downstairs and then it's water time, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, that, but that's, that's different. I'm not saying like, if you were upstairs, yeah, go get a water for yourself, no problem. But if we're in the same room and we're watching a film or like, or like for example, we're both in bed or something and you're reaching down to have a, to have a, glass, of, a glass of water or something or a big bottle that, or I've, met, I've gone and bought a bottle for, for you and then you've drunk the water and put it back down and not half <laughs> offered me. Like that's just, that, to me, that's kind of rude, you know? That's so funny. Okay, right. Okay, got it, got it. We know where we are. Going forward then, how uh, how would you suggest? No, no, because thoughtful, you just got to be thoughtful to be thoughtful, haven't you? I think, but I think in general though, like regardless of whether it's a girlfriend, a family member or whatever, just thoughtfulness breeds more thoughtfulness and more kindness and more things. That's what the universe needs right now. I say it once, I don't say it again. If it happens again, then I'll just be like, okay, cool. That's what it is. And I will stop doing it. But then if you complain and that, that I'm not doing it, then, then that's when we're like, okay, look, I'm just, I'm just interesting. Giving you a taste of your own medicine. Do you know what I'm saying? Or if this case is that you're not doing it, then maybe we're just not. The, it's not just not supposed to be. Well, you know. Okay. How long did that go on for? Until you got really <sighs> maybe pissed like, off. Maybe like I don't know, like a year and a half, maybe. Oh my god, that was a long time. Yeah, like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, everything else is calm. Like, I don't mind like little things. It's not, it's not deep. Do you know what I'm saying? In that way. But over time and periods and little things, like little things build up for me. You know what I mean? And I, no, you know, I feel that's you. it. I can handle a lot, basically. But when when I'm done, I'm done. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like we just discussed one aspect of this in the sense of like, you know, the water thing. But has it ever been anything bigger than that? Thoughtfulness could be even like, for example, me or or a person messaging an ex. Do you know what I'm saying? Oof. For some, do you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> that's thoughtfulness because somebody may think, well, that's my friend. 
So, so why do you have a problem with that? But yeah. thoughtfulness may, if someone is saying to you, I have an issue with that because maybe the girl's been cheated on before. Maybe the, the guy's insecure. So yeah. speaking to your ex, if you care about that person, the thoughtfulness would be to not maybe not speak to that ex person. Even if you are friends, if you're trying to pursue something with this person, you should maybe consider that in a different way. Yeah, or check in, isn't it? I did that thing with my ex, like where when I was with him, I was meeting my one of my one of my exes who was kind of my friend. He was I don't really consider him an ex, but I guess technically he is, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so stupid. Anyway, so um I had to explain <laughs> to my boyfriend at the time that, oh, like I'm gonna meet him for dinner. Like, is that all right with you? Like, are you okay mm-hmm. with that? Because if not, mm-hmm. then obviously I'll have to I don't know. It makes you uncomfortable. Would you have not gone? I guess so, yeah. I would have had to just explain to him that it makes him uncomfortable and I'd rather not go behind his back and do it. And mm-hmm. that, you know, if you need me, you can call me if you need to chat to me about something. But yeah, I guess we just can't go for dinners now, you know? So you didn't go to dinner? No, I did. I did. I did. He was all right with it in the end. Yeah, he was all right with it. Um, well, he said he was all right with it. I don't know if he was actually all right with it. You don't know, innit? People say things they don't mean all the time. So, but yeah, I did check in with him. And I think that's like, yeah, mm. you can do that. Um mm-hmm rather than like you know just being like i'm not going to talk to my ex at all but every other ex of mine i don't talk to do you keep in touch with your exes i have good relationships with my exes do i mean i do so do you do dinners and all of that uh well obviously i haven't been as it's lockdown but yeah most of the time you know i i like i'm not i don't like to think of myself as a bad person i don't really do do people wrong so like trying to leave the door open i might i might i might might do silk sounds you know what i'm saying i might come with bruno leave the door open vibes you know what i mean uh, so you're chatting to your exes to leave the door open a little bit so you no, could no, go no, back. No, 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 no. When I say when no, no, no. When I when I say that, as in as in like I I don't I don't have bad relationships with with my exes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if if something's happened, like I've had love for you. Do you know what I'm saying? And I care about you. Like you're somebody I I value you in my life enough to spend time with you to a point where like I I want even if it ends on like a you know what I mean it's shit whatever it's ended we don't speak for. Uh, six months, a year, whatever. Back around, I've always had a hit up like, oh, hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. Or but you're not trying to slide back in. No, I'm not even necessarily trying to slide back in. Obviously, if it feels right, if it feels right, and I'm not obviously taken, then maybe. But oh, wow. it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like I don't, I just see it as you have a connection. There's a reason why you had a connection with that person. Whether there's a soulmate or one soulmate or whether there's multiple soulmates, I believe that you have you can have different connections with different people. Okay, cool. So just to recap, what are you saying thank you next to? Thank you next to not being thoughtful to your friends, your family, lover, whoever. Actually, I need to ask you about something as a man. We've not asked a bloke yet this yet. I once gifted somebody a bag of my hair to show them that I was like funny. How would you? I think that's quite thoughtful. What do you think? A bag, a bag of your hair. Yeah. How do you think? What do you think of that? Is that nice? Thoughtful. <laughs> I mean, it's in some way, yeah. Why? What? What use would I have for that? So how would you react? You and Hardeep are sitting in a room, and she comes with a bag of her hair, and it says, and it says, "My best friend." on it i'll be like i literally go like oh my god so cute lovely (laughs) and then i might just you know i mean put it on just we can have a joke would you consider it to be thoughtful yeah in some like you might think of it to be thoughtful i might i i might not appreciate it to the way that you want it to but it's thoughtful yeah okay i've redeemed myself thank you thank you next all right so we'll get on to your third lesson so one taught me to communicate 
with your peoples and check in on them. Make sure they're okay, especially during a pandemic. I think male suicide is is up. Do you know I mean depression's up? Do you know what I mean? People harbor a lot of things that they don't want to admit to themselves. Ultimately, I think it's important for people to just actually go, how are you? Not just how are you to then talk about themselves or how are you to be like, yeah, cool, let's go out. Or like, what are you up to? Or how are you? I want this from you. We had, me and my friends, we had a stream night. We just got little, we got all in it, you know? It was the males, all the males were tearing up, but like feeling, talking to the women about how like male culture has, has been, we've been taught to be strong, be this, be that. And it just got into a massive heated, but like really spiritual debate about it. And I, so, and everyone after the, after the conversation was like, I love this. This is my family. I love you to pieces. And thank you for expressing it, you know? Therapy sessions. That is really amazing. How often do you check in with your friends then? Weekly. I'm not the, f- the type of person who's, if I have a thought process to call you, I'll just do it. If you don't answer, like you might be busy, whatever. If I'm busy, I'll call you back when I'm free. But I'll just check in, see how you are. You know, like I don't have a, like, oh, he didn't check on me this week. So like, do you know what I mean? Because everyone's going through shit. Mm, I don't really have a method. Raj, do you have a method? I'll tag people in things, isn't it? And then I'll start a conversation after that. So I'll send people memes and things like that. And then I'll be like, oh, how are you doing? And then you like get into it. Were you always checking in on people? Or has this sort of come to light? Is this something that's come to light recently because of the pandemic? Not, not always, not always. But I think, you know, my family's, um, I've, I've got a good family. We're quite close, my cousins and stuff like that and friends that I've had since school. So, you know, I've always had like a, a good support group, I guess, around me who we're always able to check in. We've got our own group chats. Like you said, we send mems in the group weekly, daily. Do you know what I mean? We're always talking about something, taking a mickey out of somebody, out of somebody in our group. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I like to think that I'm quite communicative in that sense. It's interesting that you said as well that you had the conversation about, did you say it was masculinity? masculinity? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I talk about masculinity to girls, but mm. it's not that often that we actually get to have this conversation, the conversation with a man. They're telling yeah. us what they think back. Yeah. I think that that dialogue should definitely be more like, we should do that so much more. What were some of the takeaways that you had from that conversation? My my friend group, we, even if we are so close, we still need to be more open when we're feeling uh, a type of way. Sometimes you can be down and out and you don't even realise it. Or like my one of my, my best friends, he's terrible at communication. And I've had to say to him time and time again, bro, just just check in if you're not feeling good like check in but and especially for me as well like I, I've always been growing up my dad's a, a tough nut do you know what I'm saying so like we're just told be strong be strong you can handle it you can deal with it you could deal with it but I think that it's important for you to actually discuss this and talk about this so like you don't just get sucked into the depression and drug use and overuse and suicide and all this stuff that's, that comes about from these types of things because you're not taught to talk about it. Women are taught to vocalise so many things about their emotions and their feelings, but men's side, we'll sit and have a beer, we'll listen, talk about football until the cows come home, but you, you ask them, oh, how are you actually feeling? Men, have you been depressed recently? That's when it gets sticky for people sometimes because that sometimes they're not willing to accept that maybe they are going through something or maybe a trauma from family or a girlfriend or a lover or whatever has affected them in a certain way you know i i always find it gets sticky when i can't have that free-flowing conversation with a man when i'm like Mm -hmm. i I, there's so many times i'm there like the times are flashing through my head as i'm saying it where i've been like 
just tell me what's going on and mm-hmm. i'm being hit with like Oh, yeah, the nothing, wall. nothing. Yeah. And it, oh, I'm good, so I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. It's yeah. honestly so frustrating, but I don't know what the best way to deal with that is. Sometimes I just accept to stop myself feeling like... You don't want to be uh, the pushy one in that respect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly think if you care about them enough, just keep pushing them. Do you know what I mean? Get out of them eventually. they'll Eventually they'll break. Yeah. Just poke them in the right places. Hard. Do you know what I mean? And just, just open up, you know? Because it's, it's better for it. It is, it is so difficult. And I think it took me a long time through, like, obviously me having my, my child, um, Theo. And, like, I, I kind of suffered from um, a little PTSD out of that. And I had, like, like a nihilism where it's, like, basically the feeling of nothing for a bit. But it took me a while to get my emotions back and to, to be able to get that back to a place where um, where you're able to vocalise what, what the feelings are. I think it was that was tough. But I think because I know now how to do that, I am always an advocate for other people, especially if you're close to me, to want to come to me and express it. Like, you know, people have always, since I was young, come to me and asked, oh, what do you think about this? And I'll have my opinion. And then, you know, they'll go, okay, cool. So what are you saying thank you next to? Thank you next to not communicating with people and not checking in on people either. Make sure that your homies are cool. I think we've covered absolutely every angle of life there. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. No problem. But I'm going to come back to that question that I asked you earlier. If you were doing Radio One's live lounge, right? And the rule is, let's we'll change mm-hmm. the rule. I think it is six months, but we'll make it 12 months. What song would you be covering? I'm just checking my phone and see what songs I've really enjoyed recently. Um, I listen to old music, man. I can't even lie. That's what I'm saying. I, li- I listen to old music. So I I would probably want to do like a Kanye tune, do you know what I'm saying, and remix it that way. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? I lo- I really love flashing lights. Uh, I love like Through the Wire, but I'd flip yeah. it with with something new. But do you know yeah. what it is? I'm a person who I don't like to just rush into my, my decisions. I'll take time with it. I'll come back to you after this and you'll be like, okay. Why don't you just do it? Why don't you just do it later? Like do it, do it as a YouTube little special thing. And okay, cool. <laughs> we'll just be there in the comments. Okay. <laughs> also, can we see you live? Yes, 100%. All right, sick, we're coming. Yeah, let's go. Definitely. October, October, November, we roll out. Let's go. Yeah, is it going to be socially distanced? Or are we going to have to have a vaccine? I hope, hopefully not. Hopefully, I don't, I have no idea. I don't, I don't have the, you know, the government call, unfortunately. Can you, can you let everyone know where to follow you? Where to find out more about you? Everything Google Piers James, P-I-E-R-S, James. That's it, you know? What else can like fans of your music look out for? Like what's going on? What's going on with part two of the EP? Part two should be coming in June. Oh wow. Uh, middle of June. So I've got a few we're working on a few other ideas. Like I've got a cool event as well that's um I just wanna do some things differently, let's put it that way. Okay. Um but stay tuned on the socials, stay tuned. Oh, do you know what I mean? Hit me up. I'm on the DMs. DMs are open. Come chat to me. You need some PJ PJ tips. I'm here. You know what I mean? Your your DMs. What okay. what are your DMs saying then? Just quickly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like honestly, I don't like Instagram too tough. Like I'm more of a person. Let's come come hang out with me. Let's go have a drink. Let's go have a vibe. But. Obviously, if you if you want to hit me up, you want to show me some love, I'll show you some love back. Do you know what I mean? It's not. He's not on dating apps, but he is on Instagram. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean to say that I'm dating via Instagram either. But he's not saying you're not either. So. I know, but I'm just making sure that you okay. know on your podcast okay. people know. <laughs> you can try. They can try though, right? They can try. Sure. 
Let's go. I love a thoughtful person oh, well. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say no to be bringing you water in the DMs. They'll be giving you the thirst emojis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeez. If you were covering something in Radio One's Live Lounge, what would you cover? I'm a savage, sassy, bougie, ratchet. Is that is that a twelve? If we're doing a twelve months thing? No, that's older than twelve months. So then it would go. Then it's up. 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 I don't know. I feel like you obviously have a really specific answer to this. So go on. No, I don't. I had to think about it. I had to think about it. I really had to think about. It. I actually don't know what I would cover. I actually, really have no idea. Like. Oh, I know. I know. I would have done a Tyler the Creator, but I think that we're out of a twelve month mark for anything Tyler related. You do Piers James, and you do that song, and you do Tracy. I do Tracy. I'll sing a song about a, truck, a girl called Tracy, straight up. Obviously. I'd, I'd do Drake, Fall for Your Type, because I remember that song exists. Okay. Um, Ooh, Brent Fires, maybe. One of his songs. I might do, um, I like this song called Just Like Magic by obviously Ariana Grande. Oh, you're so funny. But what take would you put on it? It's not about what you like. Like, what would your take be on it? How would you do it different to make it unique to you? I'd make it Asian, a fusion ah, record. Shut up! <laughs> I'd make it fusion. I'd I put would, a few doll drums in there. I would put a doll on it, okay? I'm gonna put a doll key on it. I'm going to put a tabla and I'll put a sitar, okay? I'll wear bangles and then I'll just mash them together to make a little sound for percussion. I actually, okay. <laughs> Obviously, it'd be a bit grimy if it was me or R&B, one or the other. So you'd make it grimy, R&B and Asian? No, it wouldn't be Asian, first of all. Oh, were you joking? No, I like, I'm like. i purist in my Asian. I like it to be real pure. So you wouldn't bring on like a Punjabi vocalist to just do like, don't know where I What, Sidhu Musiala? I don't know, oh, I don't know man. I don't, I'm not, I don't support him. Sorry. All right, so um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with someone who loves conscious hip-hop, finding new artists, and also talking about shit, you know, giving lessons. Some of them were very good. You know, a male perspective, innit? It's good that it, we've got a great male perspective on life here today. If you liked what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode of the podcast. Basically, you will get notified when the new episode is up, and you can do that easily by pressing the correct button on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Next week, we'll be back with... I can say this because it's only me and Raj. With our Writings on the Wall special. Writings on the Wall. Say my name, say my name. Destiny's Child album. Because it was one of the first albums I had. And obviously, they're fucking sick. So that's what we're doing. Uh, it definitely wasn't one of the first albums that I had because I'm significantly older than Hardy, but yeah. Well, S Club 7 were like one of the first albums I had, but I mean, like, why would I? There's no, uh, there's probably lessons. But... When I was a kid, yeah, the first album technically I've had. What was it? When I was like very small and I was like, dad, go to Woolworths and get me this, yeah? And it's on record. It's a record. It's actually a record. It's New Kids on the Block's album. There we go. Yeah. So um, I'm a child of the 80s, guys. Let's... Uh... One of your favourite tracks from Writings on the Wall, off the top of your head. Ladies, leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers and their pockets full grown. And now your fellas leave your girl with her friends. I think I really like, um... I don't wanna bust with you. So I'm gonna sit out on the couch. And it was like, don't try to talk to me. Cause boy, I am blocking you out. There we go. Fuck. 
That was a tune. I can't wait to listen back to it again, actually. And I'm sure we're going to get loads of lessons. I think we might have to have more than three lessons. Maybe we bring two each. We'll see. Let us know what you're saying. Thank you next to email us or leave a voice note. Hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on socials. We're at thank you next pod on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and we're on YouTube as well. So if you want to see our faces, that's where we're at. Um, oh, and we've got some exciting stuff coming, hopefully soon. I mean, we always have exciting shit coming. So whatever. What are you talking about? Okay. All right. So we are off to carry on with our lockdown easing lives. I'm off to change my pad as you were many episodes ago. I'm off to uh, go for a wee as you were many episodes ago. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, but uh, next. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.